and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. You can please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps, sites. Leave a five-star review if you like this podcast. If not, let me know how I can do better for you. But this we're going to be talking about Terminator, Robocop, Halo 2, NVIDIA 4000 series graphics cards and what's behind that. Also, how Battlefield actually seemingly got better on Steam. Skull and Bones, which was just revealed on Thursday. So it's going to be a very interesting time. And then my main topic is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more personal and basically more dedicated to male gamers, just males in general, because there is some type of hurt going on. There is some type of pain more than what the media or anybody else wants to talk about. And I want to talk about it and maybe give some useful solutions if you are the type of guy that's just going through the loneliness and pain. I get it. I get it. Anyways, let's get that coffee cup brewing. Let's hope you got this, some coffee ready and uh, let's get brewing. Mm, that's good. All right. Happy Friday to everybody. I hope you're going to have a fun filled weekend of gaming. If not, I do hope you'll still get outside as well. It's always important to, even though I love my games, nature is actually fun too. Anyways, let's get on with it to Terminator. Yes, that's right. Looks like Nancone, I think I'm saying that right, is going to be creating an open world Terminator survival game. There really isn't much in what's going on. They just kind of gave us more of a, not even a gameplay trailer, just kind of a CGI trailer, which is basically just kind of the same thing. But it could be interesting. Now, there was a Terminator Resistance game that came out in 2019, and it was interesting. It was it was okay. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. So it should be interesting to see how they're going to do it. But survival games in Terminator seem to go hand in hand, since Terminator is the fight for survival for mankind over AI or the AI that wants to kill us all. So I actually do kind of like this type of thing. This is a very well thought out thing. It is something that should have been done a while ago, but we'll see how well it does in the long run. All right, moving on to RoboCop. That's right. RoboCop is going to be a first person shooter and they actually did the same developer that did Terminator is doing this one as well. And it looks very interesting. It looks very RoboCop-esque. It looks like it is for modern or I should say, yeah, current gen consoles, not the previous gen, which would be Xbox One or the PS4. This is going to be the Xbox X or S series and the PS5 and the PC. So this should be very interesting to see how well it plays out, how they're going to be doing with health and everything, given the fact that RoboCop could really basically beat up everybody besides the other robots that try to kill him during the movie. Now, it does look very RoboCop-esque, and I do like that. If you've never seen the RoboCop movies, I highly recommend seeing 1 and 2. Skip 3 because 3 was awful, but 1 and 2 were very good. And it does look very interesting. You do get the kind of little tracking target thing, which I've seen in some gameplay trailers. You do have some of the previous bosses from other movies like the giant robot. I'm not really quite sure. I think it's ED209, which is the robot that 
does that stuff as that is your main boss in I think the first two actually I think they kind of try to bring them back but it's very interesting it's actually very interesting because it seems like in current America right now we're doing we're, we're having a lot of crime and a lot of violent crime so this kind of seems apt for some odd reason but it does look very interesting it's called Robocop Rogue City and it's going to be coming out in June 2023 so you got quite a while to wait for this game but I am kind of excited to see how well it's actually going to do. The vibe of the 80s as it was made in the 80s is still there. Even though it was supposed to be in the future, it was made in the 80s. So they did their best to figure out what would happen in the future. A lot of it didn't really pan out. But, I mean, that's that's what you get for guessing what's going to happen in the future. So I am pretty excited to see where, where this is going to be going. All right, next up is Skull and Bones, and we're finally seeing what this is all about. Originally, it was revealed in E3 2017, so it's been quite a while. It's been about, I would say, about five years. Yeah, about five years we've been waiting for this, and it looks interesting. It has a very Sea of Thieves-esque, but a little bit more, I guess, gritty and dark, as they said. But it's it's interesting in and of itself. It's got a lot of Assassin's Creed black flag vibes to it there are different types of ship classes there are different things to do there is pvp in there as well and there's also just you don't really want to you can play with friends or you don't have to play with friends you can attack forts unfortunately a lot of times you really can't get out of the boat it's just kind of like like i saw some gameplay trailer where when they boarded the ship it was just basically just the ai crew taking over and you did absolutely nothing so I I wish there was more to that, and I wish you would help out with the boarding of the ship. I get why they're doing it, because they're trying to keep it about the ship. But I would like to see a little bit more getting out of the ship. Now, you can get out of the ship if you're at like ports like for pirates, and that's really about it. So see if Thieves has got a leg up on it, because you can raid enemy ships or player ships. You can do other things. You are basically autonomous and you don't have to, I mean, your boat is very important, but you can get off the boat at any time. What I did see is when resource gathering, you were still on the boat. You can move around, it looks like on the boat, maybe, but it didn't, I I just wish they would allow for a little bit more freedom on basically your own character but I get why they did it in a way because it's been in development for five years, which probably was, shouldn't have been in development for five years, but it was, but like I said, I'm still intrigued to see what's going to happen with this, but I'm not really extremely hopeful. It's supposed to be releasing in November. Maybe don't really know because every time it seems like it's, this has been delayed to oblivion it has not gotten to the Risen 2 vaporware as Duke Nukem Forever did, but that was still kind of funny in general. All right, moving on to Halo 3 and the Halo, actually Halo 2, excuse me, Halo 2 and the Halo 2 EA demo. Looks like they're going to be working on it, or at least 343 plus with modders are working on it to make it run, but there are always caveats since the engine doesn't really exist anymore. So it should be interesting to see how well it's going to be actually running on basically 
what they can do with modern machines. Now, I kind of like this because a lot of times we don't actually get to play a lot of those demos from E3. It's basically the demos are tech demos that are basically downgraded because they can't really work on modern machines, which I always find it funny. Ubisoft is really famous for this. I think they're when Rainbow Six Siege was announced, it was far better looking than what we actually got, which was a little disappointing, but that's what happens. Anthem is another good one. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk to a certain extent, but not really, because actually the game in Cyberpunk was was visually better on PC than it was at E3. Witcher 3 was another one that actually looked visually better on the demo than it actually did when you actually played it in game. But like I said before, this is what happens when you have tech demos displaying what their vision of it is, and then they have to bring it back down to reality. But it's good to see that they're actually trying to do something. Like I said, there are caveats with this. It may or may not run on console, which that's unfortunate, but it could run on PC, which is even better because PC is always better. Hey, you know what? I, I hate to say it, but PC is always going to be better. It always innovates quicker than consoles and I have consoles too. So don't flame me for that. I have no interest in the console war whatsoever. It is stupid. I did it in grade school and I've moved on from the stupidity of arguing that. All right, moving on to Red Dead Redemption 2. And there's not a lot of news except for there is an unofficial mod for FSR 2.0. Now, FSR is similar to DLSS. It's just NVIDIA's version of DLSS. So there's that. It also is a lot more graphic card friendly than DLSS. DLSS is not very graphic card friendly. You can only use it from the 2000 to 3000 series, or I should say 2000 and above, because it's after the 2000 series, it's always going to be able to work. That's the caveat. On FSR, it can work on older cards. It can work on older cards with NVIDIA and AMD, which is the better route of taking it. Now, which one's better is always a toss-up because they actually look pretty close, and 2.0 has made it even closer. So there's that as well. Like I said, in, I always say NVIDIA does it first, and then AMD brings it to the masses because they're usually the ones that do it open source. They're usually the ones to make it more... I guess appealing or more accessible to people. Just look at FreeSync and G-Sync. FreeSync was more of a program in the monitor that would do that. And G-Sync, you had to do extra hardware. FreeSync was always cheaper. G-Sync was never that much cheaper. It was always more expensive, like a $200 to $300 price increase just to get the G-Sync. Now, why I'm going this route is to say that I'm glad that AMD has finally got on board. I'm still waiting for AMD to try to figure out if they can do something similar to NVIDIA broadcast and make it more open source and make it more, I guess, resource friendly in general. But I do like their technology. I do like how well they're supporting it. I do like where it's going with this as well. Will DLSS be better than FSR eventually? Maybe with 3.0, if we get 3.0, but I'm not really seeing a huge difference. Even when 1.0 came out for FSR, it really wasn't that big of an issue. DLSS, when it first came out, was pretty big of an issue because it didn't really work as well as intended. 2.0 made it so much better. 
and it's only gotten better from that. So I'm glad that there's a mod, even though it's unofficially supported for 2.0, but I'm glad there is some type of support for upscaling because it does help with resources. It does help with frame rates. All right, moving on to itch.io because apparently every company just chill out for killing babies. I'm going to call it from killing babies from now on because abortion is a stupid argument. And anybody that actually does make an argument for it is either wrong, doesn't understand it, or is just really wanting it because they make stupid decisions. And I mean stupid decisions. I've seen too many articles where people are like, oh, well, I just made a bad decision. I couldn't afford it. So poor me, I got an abortion. I'm like, poor you, you're an adult. Anyways, itch.io's bundle for indie gamers for abortion fund surpasses 200,000 goal with eight days remaining. I, my issue with this is that not everybody's on board with this. Not m- most of Americans are very strict on what abortion should be. And I talked about last time, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was not a ban on abortions. It was a ban on the judges making a ruling on how the country should tackle abortion. What the justices did says, look at, we made a mistake. It's going back to the States. That's where the debate needs to happen, which is part of what America is. The point is that there's very few federal rights to states' rights. States' rights have far more rights involved with it because that's where you live. That's where it actually hurts you the most. And if you can't vote on something that you care about, then it becomes, well, you become apathetic about it. You don't really care because it's like, well, I can't do anything about it. So that's my issue with all this is that everybody's jumping on board with murdering babies, even though they don't understand the whole point was, is that in 50 years, we've had declining birth rates. Now, it's not just abortion that has made birth rates decline, but it has helped since the stats I've seen from 67 to 75 million babies have been killed in the last 50 years. There is a correlation between it. Is it the only reason why birth rates are declining? No, but it is one of the reasons why it's declining. Cause if you kill that many babies in that short of span, you have an issue. Secondly, there is no abortion right in the constitution. The Constitution was inspired by Protestantism, which Protestants, I should say old school ones, because apparently the new ones don't care, but usually God is not in favor of killing babies. There is multiple verses where God cares about kids, where Jesus cares about kids. So regardless if you believe in Christianity or not, it's not my purpose of saying this. It's just that there are standards that we've completely demolished for the sake of, I just want to do it for the sake of complete liberalism or complete, I guess, doing away with responsibility. Responsibility is why we have rights. It's not, it's not the absence of responsibility is why we have rights is because we have responsibilities, responsibilities, which I will eventually get into for guns. We have a responsibility. If we have a second amendment to, be responsible about how we handle guns for speech. We have to be responsible for everybody to speak, regardless if we agree with them or not. And to uphold that that's responsibility. This portion is just 
for the most part, millennials, a little Gen Gen X, and a little Gen Z, uh, clamoring, crying, and gnashing their teeth because they don't get aren't allowed to get rid of a choice that they made prior to all this. That's what this is all about. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of reading this. I think this is stupid. I think this is really, really, really stupid. And most businesses, like I said before, don't care about abortions. They just know it's cheaper, which is always funny because everybody's like, yes, yes. Big companies are agreeing with me. This must be I'm part of the resistance. No, you're really part of the, you're just part of the corporate machine. That's all you are. But if I will not be spending five, ten dollars on this BS, and neither should you. We're all gamers. We agree. We disagree. It's just weird that publishers and developers are going on one side when I'm pretty sure most of them have not taken even a small pull within their own company to see who's in favor of this and who's not. That's all I want you to do. Take a poll, do some PR, do some marketing, take a poll, anonymous poll, by the way, because I don't need people that don't agree with you to be harassed, but anonymous poll where you find who's in favor and who's not of this. Cause I'm pretty sure it's not going to be heavily in favor of all this. It's probably going to be a little bit more down the middle. Where it's like, well, I don't like it, but I freedom. But that's what it's all about. I'm, d- I'm done with talking about this because it's, it's becoming stupid, but that's it. All right, moving on to Modern Warfare 2. And it looks like the beta dates have been released or leaked again. It's already been leaked that Modern Warfare 2 is going to have a Escape from Tarkov-like mode similar to what Battlefield 2042 tried to do and Hazard Zone just did not work out for them because they don't know what they're doing. Luckily, they're getting better at it, which I'll discuss a little bit later. But yes, it looks like the beta will be kicking off in August. So you can either sign up or buy, pre-order the game for it. So it could be in August or it could be in September around, late September early August or late August, I should say, but I, it's probably going to be around a month before the game releases, which is usually around when they do betas. And I put, I'm putting in air quotation betas because it's not really a beta. It's just really stress testing the servers to see how well the servers are doing. That's really all they're doing. They aren't going to really be changing much from when they get it for a month. Eventually all those types of patches will be later down the line. But Modern Warfare 2 is coming out October 28th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. So this actually may be one of the last few Activision games, Activision Blizzard games, that are going to be under Activision Blizzard, not under Microsoft as a whole, because they could be bought out sooner rather than later, which... I mean, it depends on how much you hate or love Xbox, Activision, Blizzard, and PlayStation. I could care less, but that's where we're at right now. All right. Moving on to the RTX 4000, or at least I say 4090 series. Now, it looks like 
from these new leaks, it's going to be around 2K to actually buy it, which really isn't that far out of the price range. There's a little bit more of an uptick on it. The original 3090 was about 1500 The 16900 XT was 1500 So you, you, you see where I'm going with this is that there is going to be a price increase. Now, there was other rumors saying it was going to be $3,000, which I don't think... It shouldn't be possible. That's that's a huge uptick for it, but it could be. Now, the other rumors have been it could be out as early as July 2022, which is not, it's already July, so I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I think it's more later down the line. I think October is probably the best for the rumors to actually be it, but do be prepared for an uptick in power consumption and uptick in other things as well. So first of all, the specs are 24 gigs of GDDR6X RAM, about over 16,000 CUDA cores. That's 56% more than the 3090, which I actually have. Base clock is 2235. And then the boost clock is 2520 as well. The bus width is 384 bits. The memory through point is 21 gigabytes per second. And the TDP is 450 watts, which is, this is the bigger thing. 450 is quite a bit of draw. So if you're looking to actually upgrade, it's going to be probably, you're probably going to get a thousand watt, which I actually have my computer, but a thousand watt just for your base, a thousand watt power block for that one, because it's going to be so high right now. And there is going to be a point where they're going to have to figure out how to cram it, but also bring down the power draw and all this stuff because it's getting ridiculous. And could it sell out the first day? Maybe, but a lot of people are dealing with inflation, especially, I mean, around the world, inflation is just going crazy right now. And I don't think, at least from the 4090 standpoint, a lot of people are going to be willing to shell over 2K for the graphics card could it sell out maybe, but they may not be able to make or may not make as much 4090 cards as the 4080 cards. Well, I see the 4080 and 4070 cards sell out. Oh yeah. Those will sell out pretty quick. Respectfully. There's probably gonna be around, I would say the 4080 between 800 and a thousand dollars in the 4070, probably like 400 to 600, 500 range is probably going to be where it's going to be about. But the 4070 is probably going to be on par with the 3080. So because every new gen of graphics cards, usually the 70 series, the whatever series, the 70 series usually beats out the previous 80 series of the previous card. So it should be interesting to see how well this does. Benchmarking should be interesting, especially with 4K and 8K and how well this will actually do with that. All right, moving on to the next Mass Effect game. Mass Effect 5 looks like it's got a new writer, and that is the Deus Ex writer. Now, if she wrote the first version or the first game of the new Deus Ex, great writer. That was amazing. If she wrote the second one, well, not as good, but it looks like she did write Mankind Divided, which was a really good game, really solid writing. The second one, not so much. The second one had issues. The writing wasn't as strong. The story was, it was interesting, but it needed to be way more flushed out. It was just, it, the combat was great and everything else, but the, 
the story needed to be more flushed out. Mankind Divided was an amazing story. Probably one of the best Deus Ex besides the original. It's, it's up there, and I wish they would make another Deus Ex game because it's just as important to talk about things in the future, but it should be interesting to see what she does as a senior narrative designer for Mass Effect 5 because Mass Effect needs another home run. It needs another Mass Effect 1, maybe 2, not 3, and not Andromeda. Andromeda was great for combat, but man, that story was just blah. Down the middle, blah. The base building was just, it didn't really matter if you did the military or science one. It, it had no effect whatsoever. It was just, it was a vanity effect, I would call it, because it had no, no real re- repercussions of doing it if you did it one or the, the other. And so you might as well just done the military one because, well, it's military and you're fighting hostile aliens. But anyways... I'm glad that she's on, especially if she did Mankind Divided, because, man, that was... And Guardians of the Galaxy was really well-written as well. So she is a great writer. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, but if you write really well-developed characters, really good stories that's not pushing woke agendas, you're okay in my book. If you just start pushing woke agendas, I have no real care for you anymore because... You're not caring about the story. You're not caring about how these characters are realistic. You're pushing something, which usually when you push something, the story basically is the casualty and character development is the casualty as well. So I hope Mary is her first name does a really great job with Mass Effect 5. I'm rooting for her to do a really great job with Mass Effect 5 and actually does a really great job for it because Mass Effect is, as a series, a really great series. It just had some missteps. Mass Effect 3 ending was not as great as I wish it was, and Mass Effect Andromeda was just an all-over-the-place mess. All right, moving on to Razer buying a haptic company to help enhance their HyperSense. Yes, they have acquired a haptic software specialist, Interhaptics, so the company helped with their, basically, their their audio. So they have like the Kraken, which is another audio one, but this will help with it. I mean, they already have THX, which is more of a vanity thing than anything else. When it was first created by George Lucas, this was more of a a standard for theaters to have really great audio. So people could hear stuff. Nowadays, it doesn't really matter as much about THX. So, I mean, I'm glad that they have or at least Razer has a standard with THX, I guess is the best way of saying it. But for reality, it doesn't really do much because we have Dolby, because we have other things as well that have come into existence really after THX. So THX was basically a above the curve at the time just because, like I said before, George Lucas wanted to make sure that people could hear his movies the best ability for the best sound because that does help with getting into the movie. But nowadays we have 7.1 surround sound, even with basically any modern headphones right now. So just the haptic feedback and making sure that you're hearing 3d sound because 3d sounds the next frontier. The more you can do 3d sounds, the better you can hear what distance it is from it. So This is actually a really good thing for them. Hopefully it pays off. It may or may not, but hopefully it pays off. 
All right, moving on to Battlefield 2042, and I have played the new map a little bit. It's, like I said before, it's, it's the best out of all the maps that they actually created for Battlefield 2042. I'm not talking about the ones that they kind of remastered in Battlefield Portal. Those are always great. But interestingly enough, for Steam, it went from mostly negative to mixed, which is actually a pretty big deal because Steam users aren't the most kind when you make a terrible game. The other interesting thing is that it actually is doing better than the Halo Infinite multiplayer, which is free to play. There is more people playing Battlefield 2042 than Halo. And I'm not saying Halo is a terrible game. I'm not saying that multiplayer is a terrible game. And multiplayer is pretty solid. It's just... For most people, they just don't make enough content for it to actually warrant them doing it. Even though the new co-op is coming out pretty soon, still not enough. But interestingly enough, the 24-hour peak for Battlefield 2042 was all close to 7,000 players, which is actually not bad. For Halo Infinite, it was about 5,300 players, and the playing about from when he took the screenshot, which is July 5th, it was a, it was around 6,100 players for Battlefield 2042, which were playing in about, uh, about an hour ago. And then for Halo, it was about 20, a little over 2,100 players. So there is a significant difference in the community between Steam for Battlefield and Halo. Now, you can always make the thing that we also don't know how many players are playing it through just Origin and not riding it through Steam because Steam has to go through Origin or EA Desktop to actually play the game. And we also don't know how many players are playing Halo Infinite on the Xbox program through Windows. So there's another thing. I mean, we could only really devise through Steam how popular it is on Steam, but it is still a very interesting way of looking at it and looking how each of these games are faring way like six months or more from when they first launched. So it's interesting. I'll give them that. All right. This was a little bit of an interesting thing. A company first released the Wi-Fi seven router before Wi-Fi seven was even created. Now it's even more interesting. It's, it's a Chinese company. So I wouldn't actually buy it at all because yeah, don't trust the Chinese at all. Don't trust that government. Don't trust wherever they sell. It's it's not trustworthy. Even though they say the world's first Wi-Fi 7 router, why would you trust it? There's no standardization yet. That's weird. That's really, really weird. Not going to lie. That's, that's, you know, that's like they're trying to get like, like, look at us. Look, look, applause, applause. We made the first... Wi-Fi 7 router. This is awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I mean, there's no standard yet, but we still made it. And that that's, and it's, it's more of just, I mean, crickets. It's like, like, oh, well, the standard isn't out yet. So crickets on this one. And who's going to actually gonna really going to buy that? So kudos for them for making the first Wi-Fi 7 router without a even being certified or standardized. I'm pretty sure that's somewhat standard, but it's not certified yet. So what's the point? It's not certified. So you made a bootleg Wi-Fi 7 router? <laughs> I mean, hey, look at us. We made a, boot, a bootleg Wi-Fi 7 router. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm here all night. Not really. But 
it was just funny to me that I saw this and I'm like, why would you make something that's not certified yet? Why, why? Like you're, you're putting the cart before the horse. I mean, let the certificate, it be certified and standardized and then make the router. Cause then you could actually make it good. Like I said, Chinese stuff. Yeah. All right. To my actual main thing. And as many of us know, there was, well, there's a couple of shootings during the 4th of July. One was mostly in Philly and it was luckily there were no casualties. There were wounded officers, which is still a tragedy in itself. But the worst one was in Highland Park. I'm not saying the gunman's name. I'm only going to call him gunman. I will never share his picture. You can find it online if you want to. This guy had issues. This guy was crying out for something and no one was paying attention in their vicinity. And this is becoming an issue. I've said it before for a while, maybe not on the podcast, but at least with people in person that we need to look at young men. We need to understand what's going on with young men because there are issues arising that you aren't paying attention to. And the problem with society right now is no one's paying attention still after a lot of this has happened through Texas, through this, through the Parkland shooting, through a bunch of different things, bunch of different shootings. No one's paying attention. No one's trying to find solutions. They keep on blaming the guns because the guns are going, Hey, you should go shoot up something. Yeah. It'd be really cool. You you should use me. No gun is telling you that unless you're really crazy. My issue, my issue is right now that young men are hurting. Young men have been told that masculinity is terrible. Young men have told that they have privilege, especially white young men. And I'm one of them. I hear it all the time. It's, it's disgusting. Like you all should really stop. Young men should stop being so toxic and become more effeminate, which is weird because that's not how this works. Young men should be nice, which doesn't really work because niceness and being masculine are not, are at odds at times. Yes, you can be a gentleman, but a gentleman is not being nice. There are issues. There are plenty of issues that we need to solve. As gamers ourselves, because most guys are gamers, not all, but a good majority of them are gamers, we need to find ways to help each other. And this is this is more of a bigger issue, is that, and this is on me too, that we need to, I'm not saying that we can't trash talk each other, but maybe if you get a little bit salty during a game, you should probably not say some of that stuff, but... I think overall we need to find ways of helping each other out. We're, we're all in this life together, whether we like it or not, we're all in this journey to figure out who we are and to hopefully make the place better. I would say, hopefully make America better or whatever country you reside in, whatever country you reside in. I'm always in favor of more cathartic, more positive things of making something better. But the issue is, is that if we keep on hearing these negative messages, where do you think guys are going to turn to? 
if we have no outlet for a bunch of guys to get together and talk about issues, what do you think is going to happen? More of this, because if you keep on telling guys that they're awful, that they're privileged, that they need to stop being so whatever toxic masculinity actually is, because masculinity is actually awesome, then what we're going to get is more shootings. It's not going to be less. It's going to be more a cry for help. This is a cry for help already. We've been seeing these signs of help. Help me. There are issues with me. And we should stop drugging boys because they're boys. Drugs are not the issue. I know liberals and mostly, it's basically mostly liberals, love to say drugs are the answers, but it's not... It's not always the answer. Trust me, I've gone through depression when I was younger. I thought about committing suicide when I was younger. I went through the quarter life depression that they always say. It sucked. It was not helpful. I didn't know who to turn to. I couldn't explain what was going on, which hurt me even more because if I cannot explain it, how could anybody help me? And that was the worst part about it is that I had no idea what was going on. I had no outlet for it. Luckily, going through other depressions, I had a, I could figure out what to do, which was not an extreme measure. But my issue is that we need more men, specific men only. And yes, you can say, oh, you just want a boys club. Yes, I want a boys club. I want a place for guys to go and talk about issues not around women. Ladies, you want guys to be upstanding? You want guys to be great? You need this to happen. The Boy Scouts basically screwed us over. And I used to be a Boy Scout. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm sorry, ladies, but you don't need to be in everything that guys do. Some things are for women and some things are for guys. And that is actually pretty fine. But the problem is, is when you start to get into it and you're like, well, it should be more equal to me. I'm like, no. You aren't a guy. I mean, I keep on hearing that we aren't women, so we should stop talking about how women should be. I'm like, well, then you should stop talking about how guys should be too because you're not a guy. Look it. I have a Discord. If you guys want to do this to discuss things, I will open up a different thread. I will make it private for you to talk and discuss about things. I'm here for guys to be better, and I'm here for guys to get help if you need it. Because I understand it sucks sometimes. It sucks that we don't know what to do. It sucks that we don't really have a clear direction on what it is to be a man because society has told us that everything we do is toxic, which does not help. It makes it confusing. It makes it frustrating. And y'all need to stop trying to clamor in saying that, oh, you should not be a guy because... I told you so. And that's what the liberal progressive ideology is telling you to do is to not be a guy basically reject your nature because your nature is evil. That's not helpful at all. I want guys to be better, but we got to find better ways, less drugs, more guy specific and guys only Places and organizations where guys can go and talk about this stuff. Ladies, you can have it too. And there's a bunch of it everywhere, but guys need it too. We don't figure things out by ourselves. We figure it out through other guys, through other good role models. And if we don't, 
violence happens because we're frustrated and we have no other outlet. I don't want to see it anymore as much as you don't want to see it either. But we've got to be realistic about this. Guns are not the issue. We got to figure out why are young men doing this and what can we do to help with it? Reasonable solutions, not unreasonable solutions, not just stop being so toxic masculine. That doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how to do that because you give no answer to it or not something that's reasonable. I want to talk about controlling emotions. That's one of them. Controlling your urges a lot of times. That's another one because stoicism and I'm telling you stoicism is if you don't believe in Christianity, which is fine. then stoicism is another good alternative, which is an ancient thought process of controlling your emotions And that's what should be taught. Discipline and controlling your emotions. We teach no discipline and nothing about control whatsoever. It's just do what you want. Do it. It's what it feels good. Just do it. And that's just not healthy. So here on out, I do want to say that I'm here for anybody that is having issues. If I can't help you, I will find a professional to help you because that's what needs to be not blaming video games because video games are not, are not, there are more male video gamers that aren't acting out in violence than there are the ones that actually do. It's, it's far and few between that video games are not the issue. The issue is men are confused. Men's outlook looks bleak and we need to start putting positive messages about how important men and women are in society, but more importantly, focusing on the men part because there's too many ads. There's too many things about how great women is, is that there are nothing. And I mean, nothing about how great it is to be a guy, how great it is to be an upstanding guy. And that's my issue. And I'll leave it at that. If you want to, you can email me at bdeister at digitalcoffee.tv if you need help or if you need someone to talk to. I'm always willing to help where I can within realistic expectations, but I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to see lost and completely just burn out guys because we're burned out by life. Anyways. Thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on your favorite podcasting hosting sites and leave us a five-star review if you like this podcast. If you don't, let me know how I can do better for you. But as always, enjoy your weekend. Play some games you love. And also, if you need help, please seek it out. Do not do anything destructive in real life. And I hope I see you all next week. Later.